We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest in Kansas City soccer coverage from KCSN. Featuring No Other Pod with Jimmy Mack and Daniel Kuser. Currently with Daniel Kuser and Chris Wright. And Soccer Talks with Ali Trost-Martin. KC Sports Network is your new go-to for Kansas City soccer coverage. Make sure to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything. And now, let's get to it. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back Woo! to another episode of No Other Pod. I'm Three goals. Jimmy. As always, with my good buddy, Dan Kuser. We got a victory pod, my friends. Dan, how does it feel to be back with yet another victory pod? Feels uh, too long ago. I don't really remember uh, what happened, man. We're, this is Wednesday right now. We, the holiday messed us up. It did. And uh, I'm like, damn, what, when was the game? You know, <laughs> I, I, It's almost time for the next one. Yeah, it does feel a little weird because uh, we are recording later than we don't like two days later than we normally would. And uh, we're, we're going to try to release this tonight as soon as we can. We'll see. Uh, people yeah. are clamoring for it, probably. Yeah. I hope that you all had a safe and happy Fourth of July. Didn't set your houses on fire. Uh, yeah. If you did, I'm sorry. But you, uh, were, you, were you outside or you just uh, you got a little red face going on? That's probably see my ring light broke. Oh. so my lighting setup's different so okay uh, all right yeah i was but i was outside a little bit but you know i put on that spf 70 plus <laughs> spf 7000 <000. laughs> like every hour and you should see i literally i turned to Brittany at one point this weekend and i was like you think they make like water tights i could put on underneath my swimsuit and she was like why would you want that i was like that way my legs won't get sunburned yeah so could i just like, at this point you just want a full body wetsuit yeah, can I just get a bodysuit, please, and uh, I'll hang out by the pool. I'd do uh, it, man. Get a mask, you know. <laughs> I'm saying, I, I look function over fashion when it comes to not getting sunburned. I right, listen. Yeah, I always do the sunscreen, but I don't ever reapply because I don't. What I can't really problem? do the sun more than an hour, anyways. Mm. Uh, if I'm in the pool, bro, I'll get seasick in this goddamn swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. I got a real bad sunburn, like, I don't know, almost 10 years ago now when we went to Florida. Mm. Applied, reapplied every 90 minutes, thought we were doing great. Turns out sunscreen can expire. Didn't oh. know that until I basically was in the Florida sun all day with essentially no sunscreen. So now I'm a sunscreen how long, like How long expired was it? 
I don't know, but I mean, we probably bought it like two or three years prior, and oh, okay. we just found it. We're like, oh, we still got sunscreen. Let's use this up before we go spend fifteen bucks on another bottle. Nope, don't See? do that. Spices can do that too, man. Spices mm-hmm. like lose their potency and nutritional yeah. value. Is that right? Something like that. I mean, this is what people come to us for on this podcast. But, hey, for for Sam's Club Spice Bowl, <laughs> that's what you talk about. Be careful. But uh, before we jump into the game, we do have a re- uh, blah, blah, blah. I can speak. We do have a review that we yeah. want to uh, to read. So you want to go ahead and read that for uh, our good listeners? Hey, man, check this out. We got, uh, I, I'm doing a podcast here with Red Jimmy, but the guy who left the review <laughs> is Orange Eric. <laughs> That's right. Orange Eric. Orange Eric. Uh, he's, Eric says, rough season, still great podcast. Five stars. Love the show, guys. I look forward to it every week. Uh, he wanted to give us two cents on the Shelton topic. I love this. Why Let's wouldn't you go leave a review to say something about something we speak about quite regularly, it seems. Give your thoughts. <laughs> uh, Eric says, we have endured a season of subpar performances by Shelton already. He doesn't thrive in any position. He's not a good possessor, passer, or scorer. He's just a big athletic guy to throw out in a pinch. Is that really the best option we have at this point? I think that is what people are booing about. We know he isn't going to score, make a big pass, or anything that will make a positive impact on the game. He doesn't have an upside. The fact that he is being thrown in at all these positions is more of a poor reflection of Vermees's judgment and strategy. It's so frustrating for us fans to be down in a game 2-1 and we bring Shelton on. That's like conceding defeat before the game is over. Lol. Anyway, rant over. I don't think these comments are news to anyone. Eric, thanks for, first of all, thanks for leaving a review, man. You took time. You typed mm-hmm. some shit out. Thank you so much. It uh, means the world to us. It's something so sure. silly really matters to me. Um, yeah. But, and to say all that stuff about Shelton, I don't, you know, I don't really disagree. It's uh it's, it's unfortunate, right? It's uh, I mean, I don't know. It, it's, it's a Peter thing though. It, it's Peter's issue here. Sure. And the only thing I'll say again, uh, people have seen my tweets and I would call them meager defenses of Shelton. Cause I've been open that there are very valid criticisms of his play, of his contract, of his salary, I don't think paying him 600 some odd thousand is the best use of those funds. So I'm conceding all those points. The only thing I will still say, and I don't want to beat a dead horse over and over again, is is Shelton really our best option at this point? Sometimes he was, if for no other reason than there are a lot of people that were hurt. Alan Polito was hurt and Willie Agata both got hurt at the same time. That wasn't True. really expected. Caden Pierre got hurt and Graham Zussi got hurt at the same time. That wasn't really expected. We kind of thought Polito might be the backup right winger to Johnny Russell. Then Johnny Russell gets hurt. That wasn't really expected. So now you could say you said Polito. You didn't, you didn't mean that Johnny Russell. And then uh, he said Polito as a backup to Johnny. Oh, sorry. Kyrie should be the the backup to Johnny. And so then Mm -hmm. Johnny gets hurt and then Kyrie has to go in and start on the right wing sometimes. So it's, um, now you could argue that Peter is relying on older aging players too much, which I think is a valid discussion to have. That's so valid. Yeah. I just, you know, I still think it's a little tough to, to boo Kyrie right off the bat, but we've had that discussion. I get the pe- people's frustrations are valid with the product yeah. on the field. And that's ultimately what it comes down to. If you have a better product on the field, which they did against Vancouver, then a lot of these discussions don't have to happen. Yeah. I mean, in these moments, like, 
it is like, who is the better option? Like, who do you pick? And it's like, okay, uh, Steve, Steven Afrifa. And it's like, mm -hmm. well, I mean, maybe he doesn't have that trust or fitness where Peter wants to right. throw him out there. Like we don't know what trainings are looking like, right? What everyone's, mm -hmm. if someone's dealing with a knock and not quite ready to go into a full on game. Um, but it, it, dude, Kyrie's a beast when he's in there. He, he does, right. you know, he, man, I mean, he's, he's strong. I like to watch him, you know? What I think the better discussion is, quite honestly, isn't, oh, Kyrie's so bad. It is, as was pointed out by a number of people on Twitter and on a couple of articles written recently, is Sporting KC's Academy hasn't really produced consistent quality prospects that have broken into the first team in a meaningful way in a Unless number of years. Unless you're going down, checking out SKC2, dropping touchdowns on motherfuckers. They are insanely good, bro. Sure, but there have been times when SKC2 has been good, and it's not for lack of signing players. Tons of Academy prospects get signed to the first team, but since Gianluca Buzio, has there been an Academy prospect that's really made much of a difference in the first team there wilson harris has been signed jake davis is the, is the one now i guess you could say jake davis is making a huge impact with the first team but i mean that's one every four years five years buzio made his his debut back in 2018 so if you have a better academy yeah. system churning out quality prospects that peter can trust then you don't have to end up with Kyrie shelton at right back which isn't his natural position and that's where i think that criticism is valid, but booing Kyrie when he comes in, I don't think gets that point across. Yeah, so. I, I don't, you know, I'll never like the booing uh, of a certain person. Uh, maybe we're booing Peter, but it's like, you know what? Let's just, let's try to stay a little positive and see what happens. Sure. Uh, let's see what happens because we, this team as a whole right now mm -hmm. is not being helped or hurt by Kyrie Shelton right now, we are a very inconsistent team altogether. Like, yeah. I don't know who we are, dude. We'll go lose or draw a game and then come smack a pretty decent Vancouver team right in the face. Sure. And there were the plays that people will point to. Oh, Kyrie was directly involved in keeping Vela offside. Sure. sure. Yes. Or onside, I should say. But th there, there were other... It, it, he had a, a one part to play in, in multiple breakdowns and in, in plays like that. So it, it is tough. But... I, we, hey, Orange Eric from Red Jimmy, we appreciate the uh, the review. Uh, it, please, by all means, keep sending us your thoughts, your takes within the, the five-star reviews that you leave. We appreciate it. We'll read them. And we'll, it sparked a good discussion. And it brought me to Gianluca Buzio, who just scored his first ever goal for the U.S. men's national team in the Gold Cup and is having a hell of a tournament. USA is having, uh, having some fun with folks right now. I yeah. bet they kind of regret uh the draw against jamaica right yeah you would think well maybe jesus ferreira he he didn't become the pirate of the caribbean yet at that point where he's just been Fast. pillaging <laughs> these we're not nations we're not gonna call he, he little, little pirate angel is that that's is that that's what, what portions of twitter that i probably don't want to identify with have been calling jesus ferreira over the gold cup so it's weird but, it's certainly weird hey these games are in america right yes okay um why is it so awful? Like the environment and the atmosphere and the fans. Um, You're talking about the chant? I'm, I'm talking about the chant. I'm talking about like physical altercations. Uh, you hear about that stuff in other countries. You don't really hear it all, all that much here, right? Yeah, I mean, 
I don't think there's an easy answer. And I think a lot of the answers sometimes can lean a little bit too much into like stereotypes. But I think really what it comes down to is some of these other countries, the the culture around football or soccer is just different. Like it means so much to some of them that like it literally in some cases does become right or wrong and it's very wrong a life or death situation for people depending on what happens on the field referees are threatened with their lives or fights are breaking out because this has just been ingrained in the culture as so much more a part of their society the, the game of soccer and, and that's not really how it is here so you know over time hopefully that part gets weeded out and then you just cultivate the good parts of the supporter culture because i think there's a lot for u.s fans to learn from how other teams rally around their clubs whether good or bad but yeah it, i mean there like you said there have been fights at uh some of the games there's the the chant that Concacaf continues to not do anything about that that happens at the mexico games and i mean hmm. there's never a shortage of something happening when it comes to Concacaf. yeah i don't really get it and i'm like what, then why do we why do we support it? Why do we watch it? It just seems like a, a trash situation. Um, you hear all these stories. That wasn't someone caught on camera like just holding a knife. I didn't hear about that one, but I, I wouldn't I, be surprised. I saw a still image, and someone was like, "Bro, what are you doing? Like, yeah. you will get found out." Yeah, some, that's I mean, like, bro, that's like calling in sick to work and then getting caught on TV at like an event. <laughs> did you see Mayor Quentin Lucas's tweet? About the Taylor Swift. That's what made me think about that. Yes. <laughs> there was a, 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 a fan going to a Taylor Swift concert somewhere who apparently called out a sick, called out of work sick, but yeah. was being interviewed on TV at a Taylor Swift concert that day. So this person put a blanket over their entire body and just had glasses over the blanket. 100% yeah. looking like cousin it from yeah. freaking Adam's family. <laughs> oh, so, anyway, I mean, like you said, the U. <laughs> For those of you watching, Dan handled some jalapenos. I don't know what I'm this. doing. Why and do I itch my itchy eye? It's not a euphemism, the jalapenos, and uh, then he keeps touching his eye. So stupid, dude. That's what I get. That's what I get for making great food. <laughs> uh, but the U.S. It's the it, let's call it like it is. It's the B team, arguably maybe even a, a B minus C plus team for the U.S. Sure. That are, that's in this Gold Cup, but they're dominating, and that's what you want them to do. So. They are dominating. It is fun to see. Why is it a B team? I mean, because it's not the most talented players that we have available. Do you mean like why didn't they call on the most talented players, or yes. why uh, European preseasons are starting back up again? Players are being transferred, so they had the uh, a lot of the European players: Gio Reyna, uh, Brendan Aronson, Weston McKinney, all, all of them, uh, Christian Pulisic, um, Balogun. Um, for the Nations League, but then they all started going back to their clubs, Timothy Weah, to play. Um, in the preseason and or get transferred in some of their cases so gotcha i it's dude it's everything i can think that sporting is going to do the same kind of thing with the league's cup you know yeah uh, even though peter keeps mentioning it peter keeps sliding it into conversation he's he like I, we got to get ready for league's cup and i'm like motherfucker you ain't gonna get ready for the league's cup you're calling up skc2 people the only reason i actually think he might is because yeah. there is such a break in the schedule that league play is essentially stopping for yeah. League's Cup. Good point. So if he wants players like Alan Polito or Johnny Russell or Daniel Shallowy to remain in game shape, he might have no choice but to play him, which is probably yeah. why MLS and Liga Emekis decided to do it this way, because you see what happens with the Open Cup when they're like, I'm going to play 
That's C teamers. That's the point. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's probably right. And I think that uh, I just I don't trust Peter anymore. Now that I hear <laughs> that Alan Polito transfer rumors are still kicking up, and I'm yeah. like, everyone's just lying to us. Bro, media <laughs> media doesn't matter. Peter will lie to your face. He's done it before. Yeah. He will do it again. Like, you can only write what you're told. So you're writing a bunch of lies. I expect you to come back from whenever we take our first break just with, like, a tinfoil cone hat. Everybody's lying to us. Media Everyone's doesn't lying, matter. Bro. You got, it's fake, fake news, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look, um, Sporting Kansas City has been known to, to cover up stories before that they didn't want out yet. It was funny. Um, Alan Polito had to leave right after the Vancouver game. He was going to a concert. But yeah, he some didn't... guy that has like more followers than Alan does. Yeah, but it was funny because, you know, Alan had a good game. There's all these rumors that are circulating about Chivas or um, LA Galaxy. That's not happening or whatnot. And uh, it was funny because we come down to the locker room and they're like, sorry, Alan's not here. He's going to this concert. And they were like, we promise like this was a pre-planned thing. Like nothing weird is happening. This is totally above board. We're not hiding anything. He just legitimately has this concert he has to go to. So now, there were photos to prove that. Yeah. But there also are no photos to prove that talks are not happening for him to go back home, you know? Oh, I'm sure talks are happening. But hey, Sad agent deal. ploy to negotiate. We'll see. I mean, he's allowed as of now. I had this as a discussion point later, but he's allowed as of now to sign a pre-contract. He hasn't done it yet. So who and knows? Because that'll Maybe be made public if he does. Yeah, I'm sure the club would announce it. Uh, yeah. There'd be no incentive to not announce it. But I, Dude, does I that still... mean you lose him on like a free trance? That's free. No, no, no. He still has to play out the rest of his contract with I know. Sporting KC. But once he does, but then free. his contract's done and then he can just go. Yeah. So that's why there were the rumors that we'll do sell him now and get something for him. But then you're really right. punting on the season. Um, I still think there is a non-zero chance he wants to stay in Kansas city. And this is a negotiation tactic because sporting KC, a what? non-zero chance, a non-zero chance that he wants to stay here in Kansas city. And this is what a negotiation hell? tactic because it like that. What does that mean? Like it, it's, it's not a 0% chance. There is some percent chance that he stays oh, so here. Something. I just Very don't know low. what it is. No, okay. I mean, it's something, but okay. Okay. He sporting KC probably, I don't have any inside information on this. They probably want to negotiate him to a deal where they could buy him off of a DP contract with Tam if they could. Yeah. And so I think that caps out like 1.6, $1.7 million. And he's probably trying to negotiate where he's like, well, Chivas is willing to pay me 2.2. So let's get that. So I'm sure it's, it's a, it's a song and dance. Wild man. Just wild. Well, we have a whole game to get into. Do you want to take a break before we get into that game? Break it, baby. Let's do it. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. I need you to know something real quick. Uh, I'm cooking this elote bowl for dinner. Ooh, some street corn. Delicious. And uh, as I'm, I'm, you know, frying up these, I'm frying up the chickpeas, trying to harden those up and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, I should have read later because it said to put the lid on the skillet so these chickpeas don't go everywhere. Buddy, it was a goddamn war zone. Like popcorn? Bro, chickpeas were going boom, boom, boom. <laughs> one hits me in the freaking forehead. One burns me on the forearm. Uh, no I'm getting them. It's getting on my laptop, streaming Disney Plus over here. I got chickpeas all over. Uh, <laughs> my, my dog comes down and I go, you don't want any part of this. And he turns around and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> and so then when I did the same to the corn, I was like, lid. Because <laughs> it know. was so bad. Well, I hope it tastes good. No, it was delicious. Uh, but I probably wasted a good amount of chickpeas that went all over no. the floor. At least it tastes good. That's the part that matters. We're all just faking this uh, thing we call adult life. We're all just yes. trying to get through it. Uh, yes. We go to work every day, and we're we don't know what the fuck we're doing. No, you know, fake it till you make it. It's a real hundred percent. It rhymes. Best advice someone gave me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about this game against Vancouver. This was like you mentioned at the start of the pod. It had been a little bit since a win. We had a, a series of disappointing results. Uh, probably should have got uh, a win, at, at least some amount of points against LAFC. Then the disappointing uh, result, uh, the draw that kind of felt like a loss, but also felt like you kind of got lucky against the LA Galaxy. And then the very disappointing home loss uh, to the Chicago Fire 1-0. That was just a disaster. So this was kind of a bounce back game for Sporting KC. And they had a pretty, as much of a first choice lineup as you could possibly hope for at this point. Shallowy, Polito, Russell, Gadi Kina, Kinda, Nemanja Rodoya, Remy Voltaire, Tim Leibold, Andrea Fontas, Danny Rosero, Jake Davis in front of Kendall McIntosh. That is, the, I mean, Davis, arguably, first choice right back now, although Zussi and Pierre might have something to say. And then obviously Tim's out for another little bit. This is it. This is really it. So Dude, we like were it. firing, man. This team, uh, this lineup is first choice, and we were looking like it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we this was the worst defeat Vancouver's had all season. Yes, um, they, they don't like that. That's not going to be good for their for their morale going back <laughs> home. You know. Yeah, but dude, did I also read? Uh, I'm actually reading it right now. Vermees fielded his twentieth unique lineup in twenty four games. I mean, that's not surprising. It is, that is wild, dude. It's for a wild, man who but... is known for his consistency, he has not been able to have consistent lineups every week. No, because there's been some piece somewhere injured or suspended yeah. or squad rotation due to schedule congestion or something. Oh, yeah. So, but this is, you know what I love, though, about where we're getting? And he said after this game, he was like, I, I kind of want us to be healthy by the League's Cup. 
you look at the bench now and you have a really solid 11 that's starting. And then you look at the bench and you see people like Eric Tommy, Marino Janice, Logan and Denbe, even Felipe Hernandez, Roger Espinoza, dare I say Kyrie Shelton. I'm okay with those as the bench pieces. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I like where this team is going. As I've said before, it's confusing because sometimes you look at the the lineup they put out and you're like, this this team should dominate, and they don't, like what happened against Chicago. But it feels like maybe, dare I say, we might be trending back in the right direction. I mean, it's it's dude ebbs and flows, right? And we were yeah. not doing well those last three games. Just not the team we've been seeing that kind of squeezed back into that playoff conversation. But we can get back there. We can get back there. It's just going to take some results here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was that first step. I mean, to see Remy Voltaire get on the board, to see Allen do another Allen thing, you know, only his yeah. eighth, you know, uh, that man. Player that of man the month. Is, he's either scoring or assisting in some, you know, he's contributing in some fashion to he's goals. Healthy. Yeah. He's healthy. And then Eric Tommy coming in and arguably – Stealing a goal from Johnny Russell, but that's another conversation. <laughs> well, Johnny, he look Johnny looks like there's still some rust on him. He's still working his way back. I just think it feels that way, right? And it's like, okay, my stat is kind of out the window. And I was like, we have not done well with Johnny in the lineup. So I'm glad that <laughs> I'm glad that was crunched. Yeah. Uh, this episode of of No Other Pod. <laughs> yeah. It's uh I mean, the first I would say 15, 20 minutes. It felt like Sporting was still feeling out Vancouver. They looked like it wasn't bad. It was just like, okay, we're nobody's really doing all that much. We're kind of figuring out what we want to do here. And then they started to look a little bit better on the 20-minute mark. And then it was in the 32nd or 33rd minute, I guess it was, where Gotti Kinda gets the ball about at midfield, drives almost the length of the field uh, toward the 18-yard line, and then in true... Chris Wright fashion, a little bit of a outside of the foot chip right past the Vancouver defender to Remy Voltaire, who then himself just chips it nicely. A little touch right over the Vancouver goalkeeper. 1-0 Sporting KC. I would like to point out that Danny Rosero almost had what we could have called a galazzo moments before <laughs> well, this goal. True. That man chested a ball down and Oof. then volleyed it towards goal. Yes. Uh, and it had pace. If it was lower... It that puppy's going in. And I was like, that's my center back, man. Danny Rosero. Danny Rosero <laughs> is a, a man's man, by the way. You ever yes. seen that man up close? No, he's he is built. Uh, You've been like near him? Yes. I've been in the it, locker room, trust me. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's wildly intimidating just to like be near this dude. <laughs> he is. He's also a very nice dude. He's always smiling and giving you dapping you up and saying hi. So he daps you up? Yeah. I don't get I want to get dapped up. Well, come with me. All right, I'll be there. <laughs> y- y'all stay late y'all stay late i gotta drive a little bit Wait, that's true well so do i who's i wonder yeah. who's farther probably me no you're not farther at least summit how many miles it's like 40 some odd miles that's more than me that's what i'm saying i'm farther Wait, no, I'm sorry. That's less than that. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Thank you. Moving on. <laughs> um, All right, we'll get to but the this, this this touch from Gotti Kinda and then just Remy Voltaire to be able to chip it but not send it over the, the, the goal. This was, I mean, it was Voltaire's first goal of the season. Also, I have to imagine he's hurting because 
he was as red as Bob the Tomato from VeggieTales after uh, apparently falling asleep by the pool for three hours with no sunscreen, speaking of sunscreen. So he was super sunburned, but you couldn't tell playing the game when he's putting that goal away. Exactly. Uh, you are 36 miles from the park. Uh, well, well, the city of Lee Summit is. I am 57. Okay. So there's that. We settled that. Had to be done. Um, I can't, uh, we can't let the podcast go on. Let it be go. known. Mark it. Market. Okay, we're good. <laughs> I'm glad we settled that. Um, but yeah, happy for Remy. Got that first goal. This team, I'm not trying to jinx it, but this team does, I mean, it's just stating the obvious, so much better when they score first. Like, it's just playing from behind was not working from this team for so long because the the morale just sank out of them if yeah. they let up a goal first. When they can score a nice goal like that and, and go take the lead early in the game, much better look when you're watching soccer or any sport really you love a good uh you love a good reason to get on your feet stretch mm-hmm. your legs you know baseball's got the seventh inning stretch well sporting likes to score three times and give you a chance to stretch your legs yeah uh, it's, sure. it's been a lot of fun man well and i was fully prepared to go into the half one zero and be like okay one zero it's all good this is this is a good start come back out maybe double it up and call it good and then there were six minutes of stoppage time in the first half because crazy stuff was happening. And uh, wait, hold Kendall on, Mac what happened? Wasn't it Kendall who got? Oh yeah, Kendall got almost... bandaged like a World War One victim. <laughs> Dude, his eye was swollen. Was it bad? Game. Oh yeah, they had like a cloth bandage on him, like the you know, like nurses give him in the war. He said they stitched him up on the field. What? They gave him sutures? They had to put stitches in him on the field. That's why he was laying down there for so long. Of yeah. course, it was not a call. It was not even a foul. Not only was it not called a foul, it was not called a yellow card. It was not called anything. And the Vancouver player, in my mind, made no legitimate attempt to jump over Kendall McIntosh. He just shin right to the forehead. Yeah, and in that point, you can't go, as that player, you can't go apologize because then you're kind of admitting that you fouled the dude. And as a referee, that sucks so hard because you're like, oh, he's clearly cut open. I fucked up. Like I missed the call, obviously. Yeah, you would think, but the 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 referee was very poor this whole game. I'm glad that that's not going to be evergreen, bro. The discussion that we have because Sporting KC was able to overcome it, but yeah. again, consistently inconsistent. The pro hey, story, you know. Yeah, if you're going to have a terrible strike zone, better have it for every game you you umpire. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish if the strike zone was was cons- like terrible but consistent. It's like, oh, he always calls it way outside. That'd be one thing. But it's like, yeah. no, that pitch was a strike. The next pitch, the exact same pitch as the ball. But then it's an inside strike. It's just, it's no consistency. It makes no sense, dude. These refs are, uh, it, they, they got a hard job. They really do. I wouldn't want to do it. I do not. Um, Apparently I do do it because uh, as uh, you do you know, Zach is here on Twitter pointed out, I was uh, also doubling as the assistant referee on the sideline. You do have some family in town. That's true. <laughs> I feel that, uh, you know, it, it shouldn't be to the point. It shouldn't be so bad that when a referee does a good job, you notice and you like mention it. You're like, wow, what a good referee tonight. Right. Like that happens. It's because it's so rare. Yeah. If the ref's not the story, it's a good night. So yeah, it's good. Uh, but there was six minutes because Kendall McIntosh almost got decapitated on the field. Oh my God. And, and then uh, this was uh, a nice little pass uh, from Tim Leibold right across first time off his left foot, right across the face of goal. 
teeing up Daniel Shallowy perfectly for his first goal of the game. Who misses it? But Alan Polito is right there to clean it up and send it home to make it 2-0. Insane, dude. I'm also liking our, our outside back situation. I'm a Tim Leibold guy. And I'm also a Jake. I'm, I'm also a baby Jake Davis guy. I like him. Big I Jake. see he's he's out there. Baby Jake's out there modeling freaking jerseys at Worlds of Fun. Captain uh, America. Why do I hate these? I I, well, I just I mean, okay, I want I want to like it because yeah. it's two of my favorite things joined into one. I'm a freaking Marvel <laughs> dork and I'm a sporting dork, and you're putting this together. The only cool part about it is that it doesn't say Compass Minerals on the front. I mean, we're one of the few teams that don't have a jersey sponsor on that shirt. That was true. I almost would have, if they're going to do like a Marvel warm up, I almost rather they would have just taken like the Captain America costume and just like turned the torso into a warm up. And that just would have been like straight up Captain America. Ooh. It was the, the shield pattern over and over. I don't know. But it's just a pattern, dude. You could have just, it's something you can make in like uh, uh, Microsoft Word or some shit. <laughs> yeah. But you're right. Tim Leibold had a fantastic game. He played 85 minutes. He's getting closer and closer to full fitness. Peter said after the game, he's not yet fully fit. He called it out. But he's... <laughs> do you think Tim's like, the hell you say? That's <laughs> bullshit. I feel fine. <laughs> Tim, Tim was great. It's funny. Tim and Eric Tommy, they're both German. And they both come across as very German, just very buttoned up, straight, um, uh, attentive when you're, when you're interviewing them. And it's, it's just such a different vibe than like johnny or daniel shallowy when you're interviewing them they're they're all good but like tim and eric tommy are both like yes that is 100 percent accurate i would say the same thing and daniel and johnny are just out there having a great time goofing off it's just a different vibe but, different vibe bro I, I i can see that very yeah. uh uh i don't know got their shit together <laughs> but tim with his german efficiency takes one perfect touch off his left foot sends it across the face of goal daniel probably should have got there but this is, again, runners in the box. This is why you have multiple people crash the goal, crash into the box at different lines. So if Daniel can't get there, Island Polito's there to clean it up and score the goal. Runners in the box, man. I like that. I, I It's it's something we don't see all the time. Um, you know, and, and we didn't, dude, we didn't fire a billion shots from outside the box this game. Mm -hmm. We literally corrected it from the previous game. Mm -hmm. Love that. Absolutely. You love to see that. And you didn't see just hopeful crosses sent in trying to find somebody's head in the box, just praying that somebody's going to get there. It, that's, that's not what happened. Um, it was 16 shots, but the, the attacking was much more direct for Sporting KC. They were putting the ball into dangerous situations and hoping that things could happen, whether it's multiple runners in the box and scoring the way they did, or Gadi Kinda having a brilliant little through ball and a moment of brilliance to Remy Voltaire, or like what happened after halftime in the 53rd minute where Daniel Shallowy gets a good run into the box, toe pokes it toward the Vancouver keeper who just kind of punches it back toward the, the penalty spot. And this is where Johnny Russell probably was going to curl this inside the far post, but Eric Tommy gets there first, makes it 3-0 Sporting KC, and the rest is history. Exactly. I don't care who hits that. Someone has to. Um, let's, do, let's get a quick appreciation clap for the weather, bro. It's Ooh. July 1st. And I was like, this is as good as it can get for July in Kansas. I was uh, very comfortable. Yeah, it was great. Uh, the team looked comfortable. Eric Tommy puts that ball away. It's 3-0. And, you know, 2-0, I think I texted you at halftime, and you're like, feeling pretty good. And you were like, well, it's the most dangerous lead in soccer. 
And then uh, just give it seven minutes after the start of the second half. Eric Tommy makes it 3-0. Probably could have ended 4-0, 5 even. I mean, they, they look good and they had other chances. But, hey, I will take a 3-0 win any day of the week. And it puts them back within one spot of Vancouver, or one point, I should say, of Vancouver, who's sitting in the last playoff spot. So this was a yeah. huge game in terms of, making sure that Sporting Kansas City is putting themselves in a position to earn that playoff spot. Because if we would have been down four points with Vancouver having played three less games instead of just the one point, it's a totally different conversation we're having right now. Yeah, man. And we got to keep going. I mean, we are, <laughs> we've also played three more games than Vancouver has, mm-hmm. which is just like, you've heard about people having a game in hand, not three games in hand, bro. Three is a Do lot. They, are they playing this evening on Wednesday? Is that uh let me look i don't know there are some games going on there's some games going on as we're recording right now um let's see here no there's only one game it's new york city and charlotte well there's still 12 freaking games left in this league i mean in this season so it's like dude we're not down and out we're still very much in that conversation Mm -hmm. but still very much fight for a home playoff game uh uh it's not done. You know, it ain't done. You got, and Houston's above us. So you take points from them. That's freaking huge. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. Yeah. I want to talk about that Houston game in a bit here. Uh, and then I do want to get your thoughts on what you think sporting Kansas city needs to do needs to do to make that run at the playoffs here. We're going to take our second break real quick. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to KC sports network. Make sure you download our new app, find it on the app store or Google play. Just search KC sports network. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. Hey, I went and saw that new Indiana Jones, bro. What'd you think? Did you see it? Not yet. I liked it a lot. Um, I've heard some people kind of give it mixed reviews, but what I saw on Rotten Tomatoes was the audience score was significantly higher than the critic score. That's all that matters to me most days, you know? Uh, Crystal Skull, audiences hated it. Well, Critics loved it. Yeah. So what are you gonna do? I uh I did our, not like the crystal. Producer skull. Nick thinks it's gonna be bad. <laughs> Squash your assumptions, bro. Squash them. A lot of fun. Crystal Skull, I wanted to be good. Like I remember hearing after Crystal Skull came out, it was like Oh, the the critics at the Cannes Film Festival gave it a 10-minute standing ovation because they were so impressed with it. And I'm like, oh, that's going to be the best Indiana Jones. And then at the end, it's like, oh, there's aliens and they're sucking the soul out of Kate Blanchett. And I don't really yeah. know what's happening. And Shia LaBeouf is swinging with monkeys and it's a disaster. So, Just, you, yeah, I mean, you'll see this one, obviously, because you're a fan. I will. Uh, it's it's a fun one, man. And Phoebe Waller-Bridge, I mean, she's one of the most talented writer, director, producer out there. I mean, everything she's in is great. So yeah, she's uh, she's good. Well, cool. I'll have to go see it. Yeah. Let's talk Houston, and then I want to talk what the outlook is for the rest of the season. So Houston is a team that is similarly confusing, I would say, in a in a way that Sporting Kansas City is because if you look at their goal differential, they're in the negatives. They're minus two. They haven't scored a lot of goals this year. They've only scored 24 goals, which is two less than Sporting Kansas City has scored on the year. They've only let up 26 goals, which is four less than Sporting Kansas City. But Houston 
is weirdly difficult to play against when they're at home, even though there's like 17 people in the stands. They are seven, one and one at home this year, seven wins, one draw, one loss. Their only loss came on May 13th, I believe against Seattle back then. Uh, but they're one, eight and two on the road. So they are home juggernauts. They play a very defensive minded game, especially when they're at home. How do you think SKC stacks up against the Dynamo? I mean, well, I mean, it's an important win if we get it, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you got to have it. Each. I just Each. feel that uh, it's We'd on the road, pull, right? You'd pull level with Houston if you could somehow get a road in points. Yeah, and they're, uh, they're, they've lost the last two games, right? Did you say that? Uh, yes, I didn't say that, but they have lost the last two games in league play. So they're on a yep. little bit of a skid. They've only conceded three goals at home. Mm-hmm. So I think we should drop three on them and, uh, you know, double that total. The frustration with Houston is, you know, Ben Olsen's their coach. He used to be the DC United coach, that Benny Ball, as they call it, which it's kind of like an ugly style, very defensive-minded style. If Houston gets the first goal in this game, they're going to pack it in, and they're going to, and and that's where the frustration is going to set in for Sporting KC because yes. when teams park the bus and create that low block against SKC, we have a very hard time breaking them down. And that's where we just start whipping in prayers of crosses and hoping that somebody gets ahead to it. Yeah. I mean, so they're seven and zero and one when they score first, mm-hmm. when they get scored on first, they're one and nine and one. Yep. So it's like, man, whoever gets the first goal in this game has a very good chance of winning this game. Yeah. They win when leading at halftime, they lose when trailing at halftime. It's pretty simple. They got sporting has to go out there and, and they got to score first. Yeah. And they they cannot uh, let off the gas once they score. Don't score one and then park the bus if you're SKC. Score one, then do it again. Get a couple and make sure that you're you're leaving a a little bit of a margin for error. Yeah, but they've been so, like you said, uh, they pack it in a little bit. They've been so stout at home, man, with Mm -hmm. only allowing three goals in at home, but scoring 17 at home. That's a pretty crazy stat. That's Uh, pretty wild. You kind of wish this was an away game because – they bad in a way like they they are they're they're a minus 16 goal differential with their away games (laughs) which is just bananas that doesn't so that means that they're plus 14 at home which is which is wild yeah um this yeah this is um this is a very important game um you know we haven't you know we're four and oh and oh when fontas and rosero start I did not realize that. That's interesting yeah. because there's so much frustration with both of those players individually at times. But they're a great pairing, though, man. They're a great pairing. I like them. You know, I think the key to this game, honestly, it's going to be in the midfield. Can Sporting KC's midfield dominate Houston's midfield? In Houston, uh, they have Hector Herrera, although I think he didn't play last week because he was injured or, or had an illness of some sort. Um, he, he's not young. He's 33 years old, uh, which for a soccer player in the midfield is, is not uh, young anymore. But he uh, he's an MLS all-star caliber player. He's a very good player. Can Sporting's midfield slow down Herrera and the rest of the Dynamo midfielders if Sporting wins the midfield battle and can create chances up the middle of the field like they did last week against Vancouver? I feel like we can go in there and get a result. A win would be great. A yeah. result would be something but i enjoy i really like our wingers too man I, i've been i've been enjoying seeing daniel shallowy on this tear 
the dude's been like freaking lawnmower out there, man, but not like an electric one. He ain't running out of gas. Right. He's charged up and going for yeah. the duration. Um, I just read that he he leads all MLS players with the most minutes played uh, this year. It's not surprising. And he's the only player to start 22 matches this season. Well, I think we're the only team to also have played 22 matches, so that helps. But Good point. Uh, Good point. <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible stat. What a terrible stat. No, oh, it's... that is so dumb. <laughs> no, it's great. I love it. You're not wrong. That is so... Dude, no. Okay, Toronto has played 22 okay. matches. Well, they're a dumpster So fire. between us and Toronto, they... <laughs> terrible take it nope you this this article failed i'm out <laughs> You're like, quit unbelievable uh, i'm doing control q i'm out that's funny no but i mean but it, he is a workhorse and he's been a workhorse all year he so. is 100 peter vermese was asked after the vancouver game he was like hey sporting you attacked pretty much down the left side exclusively to start you know what was the thought behind that first two words out of peter's mouth were just daniel shallowy so the dude has confidence. I mean, Daniel didn't get on the score sheet, but he and Leibold are creating quite a, a good bit of chemistry there. And then you have Gadi Kinda on the field who makes all sorts of things happen. It's, you know, there, there's options. So it's fun, man. This is, um, it's got a lot of home games too, by the way. So I'm excited to finally watch another away game. Yeah. It's, I, there's only, I think, after next Wednesday's game against RSL. There's only one more home game, I think, for a month, and it's a League's Cup game because that's when you get into that weird League's Cup break for, you know, the second half of July and the first half of August. Right, so, right. You know, enjoy enjoy the games while you can. But I'm feeling okay about this game. It's just a question of can Sporting KC force Houston into making the same type of mistakes they make on the road, just do it at home. And if True. Sporting KC's on, I think Sporting KC's a more talented team. Could be interesting, man. Could be a, a lot, lot of storylines here. So let's talk about what sporting needs to do to actually get into the playoffs. As we said right now, we're one point out with 12 games left, but there are some teams ahead of us that have one game in hand. There are some teams like Vancouver that as much have as much as three games in hand. We have six home games and six away games left for our last 12 games over the, the regular season. Is there a line? I have some numbers in my mind of like, I think they have to win at least this many home games and I think they have to draw or win at least this many road games. Do you have the sort of like, if there are 12 games left, that means there's 36 possible points. I guess we can do it this way. 36 points left on the table. How many points do you think Sporting KC needs to get of those 36 to, to have a realistic chance to make it into the playoffs? Okay, go right here. If they got all 36, not they're not going to, that would give them 60. That's 60 total points. Hmm. So is 50 a good something to shoot for? I mean, that you're talking, you're talking 26 points, right? Uh, is that overambitious? If you won all six home games and drew all six road games, that would not even be. Yeah, that wouldn't points, even do I don't think. Yeah, so I'm so getting, getting you would excited. have to you would have to win all six home games win a road game and then draw the rest of them. So that's, that's where this gets tough is I think you probably have to win five of your last six home games. That's 15 points. Then if you draw four of your six road games, that's four more points. That's that's 19 points. That gets you from 43. 
That's 43 points. That's probably right on that line. That's right on that playoff line. So you probably have to win five of your last six home games. Then you got to draw at least, you know, three, four of those road games and sneak a win somewhere to feel safe about getting in. It's it's not impossible. No. It's not going to be easy. It's pretty wild to think about. Fun speculation. Uh, I don't just want to squeeze in either. I don't want to play that stupid play-in game. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to be in the damn thing. Like that, that eight and nine spot. Yeah, I don't even want to count it. Don't even shoot for that. How? Uh, what do you think best case scenario is then? We're we're, you know, the West is pretty tight in some places. But what do you what do you think best case scenario is in terms of where they could finish? Well, a lot of these teams you're going to play here in the upcoming games. You're going to play yeah. Austin. You're going to play Houston. Mm-hmm. I know there's a San Jose on there. I know mm-hmm. there's a couple Salt Lakes. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a couple more St. Louis ones in there. So. Mm-hmm. It's that's uh, the advantage. You have chances to make up significant ground on these teams when you play them. hundred percent. So, and they know that like you're looking, I don't know. You say you look game to game, but you look ahead a little bit, right. To see, you know, you want to map out the, the des- the destination, the, the journey. Yeah. You, I mean, you got to at least be able to, to say there is a path. Yeah. Once you identify, yep, there's a path. Okay. Now let's take it one game at a time. Let's beat Houston. You beat Houston. Great. You're worth three points behind Houston. Now you're level with Houston on points. Okay. Now you have San or RSL as the next one. You were three points behind RSL if you beat Houston. You could potentially beat RSL and become level on, with points uh, against RSL. That There suddenly starts to become a path there. This but, is where it can become fun to watch MLS uh, as a whole because then you can start rooting against certain teams that are ahead of you. Yeah. Uh, or if or if two teams are playing that are ahead of you, you you want to root for a draw or something. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it gets kind of fun in these these days, these summer days. I mean, it was fun on the Fourth of July to watch El Tráfico at a sold out Rose Bowl, set was the it? MLS attendance record, ninety thousand fans or something like that. And the Ooh, Galaxy pulled Atlanta's out a victory. Be pissed. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> the Galaxy probably shouldn't have won that game, but they did two to Definitely one. Definitely shouldn't have won that game. Hell no. LAFC is in a little slide, you know. Now, of course, when LAFC slides, they're still in third place in the conference <laughs> with 32 points. Exactly. Then they go and sell one of their, you know, up and coming attacking players, Quadwo Apoku, for 1.75 million in allocation money to Montreal. That happened right before we started recording here. So, yeah, pretty wild. It's uh, it's a wild league. The West is so congested between fourth place, where RSL is, and where Kansas City is in tenth place. It's only a six point gap. Yeah. It's, there's lots that can happen. So could jump up there, man. It's, it's, uh, but could also drop down. Minnesota's creeping, Portland's creeping. Mm-hmm. Uh, every, everyone, you know, there, there's, there's case to be made for the Western Conference being the worst conference. You know, you look over and everyone else is kind of making their mark in the Eastern Conference and being consistent with their results. Whereas the Western Conference, you got like, leading you you got defending mls cup champs losing to a a crappy galaxy side so the consistency is all over the board in the west it is so i don't know but we'll see what happens against houston i'm uh i'm excited to see where the sporting case look we are we're in the hunt and after the first 10 games we didn't think we'd be here in july in the hunt necessarily so the fact that we can sit here and confidently say there's a chance that's a good thing we were pretty scared. Something needed to happen, and it did. There was a little spark, and now you got us getting excited again. So come on, let's let's not let us down. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. Um, I guess the only other like 
big news in the league is uh, are you seeing all these rumors about Inter Miami that are being thrown around with players that are being linked to this team? I saw they got Martino now as their coach coming in. Tata Martino. Good, good, good buddy of Messi's. Yep. Coached him with the Argentina. Also good buddy with Joseph Martinez. Coached him at uh, Atlanta United when they won MLS Cup. Coach Messi at at uh, Barcelona as well, right? Barcelona and yeah, you're right. I forgot about Barcelona. Barcelona yeah. and Argentina. Mm-hmm. Um, now there's links. I'm gonna throw some names at you, out out to you that are being linked currently with Inter Miami. Um, Jordi Alba, Sergio Busquets, uh, Sergio Ramos, uh, Eden Hazard, Luis Suarez. Now jumpers. <laughs> chompers a lot of these players are uh well past their prime but th- it is it is pretty weird how it's like they're putting have, together an all-star team an all-star team that would have been amazing in like 2017 sure but, but still it, it is just interesting that how one man the economy of Messi, comes to enter miami and now all of a sudden you have Messi and friends who are just transporting from europe potentially to inter miami now i don't know how they could swing mls rules to make all this happen like jordi alba is being talked about as a as a tam player like that should there's not a world that that should be happening uh busquets is probably going to be a a tam player uh ramos probably can't have like they Unless MLS was to do some shenanigans where they totally blew up the rule book in the middle of the season for Miami just because Messi said so, which maybe they would. They're not going to get all these players, but the fact that they're being linked to them is wild. Insane. It's insanely wild. And, and it's like, dude, is this like uh, Ice Cube's three versus three basketball league? Where uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is it Ice Cube that put that together? Yeah. 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 Okay. And all these like retired ball players are playing in it. And Coming shit. out. Yep. That's how this feels, man. The big three. There you go. Thanks, Nikki. Fucking uh, big three, bro. They. Uh, <laughs> that's what this is. Bringing these all stars in to play soccer in this inferior soccer league. It's gonna be wild because I mean, if you look at conference standings, Miami is not good right now. So can yeah Messi come in and bring his friends and bro. make a difference? Like I, I don't think that they're probably doing this to try to make noise this year. I mean, maybe Miami will go on a little run and, and, and try to do something, but you said have they're to not imagine. good. They're bottom of the East. Like they it's are. they're trash. They're Colorado trash. They're pretty bad. They have 17 points through 20 games. They have a minus 11 goal differential that, but you know, again, they could go on a weird little run and make the playoffs. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you get through, to uh you know five games left in the season and suddenly mls is like oh actually we've expanded the playoffs even more to get Lionel messi in so i ask you there is an international break coming when messi comes to uh mls mm-hmm. will he even go play for his international for his national team or will because coaches can block that shit too man they there's, can say no there's no way top top would block him there's no way no, Inter Miami there's no way say. But why wouldn't he want to stay here and help this team make the playoffs? I mean, it just—I'm sure all of that's being worked out as we speak. Does he need money? Does he need the national team money? Well, if he needed money, he'd be playing in Saudi Arabia right now. Exactly. So it's like it's—he just wants to do something different. So why would you come to a league and then be like, "Cool, I'm gonna go play in Argentina for a bit, 
Because and it's like, can. yeah, I know, but why would you? <laughs> Wouldn't you want to come here and make a statement? Yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? So, mm-hmm. I mean, Copa America is getting ready to uh, to be hosted here in the United States. So, yeah, um, you know, maybe he wants to go play with the Argentina national team to get him ready for Copa America to come here play in his, you know, potentially his home stadium in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Which is weird. So pretty weird. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Supposedly he's going to be announced uh, a few days before MLS All-Star and uh, July 21st will be likely his first game in the League's Cup. That is so soon. So it's almost the end. I mean, we're, we're past 4th of July. It's, it's, we're more than halfway through this year. It's wild. We're cooking. So that's the big thing I got. Obviously, the U.S. men's national team plays Canada this weekend. They'll probably beat them if recent games are any indication. So, knockout games now, right? It's knockout games. Yep. yep. So, we'll see if Jesus Ferreira can keep. You know, there's only been what I think one other player to have three hat tricks in a U.S. shirt, and it's Landon Donovan. Yeah. You know, you you can have a you can have yourself a hell of a USA day on Sunday, man. You got the uh, the women play a World Cup tune up against Wales at three, That's right. mm-hmm. and then the men play at seven. Yeah, um, the knockout game. So I know what I'm doing Sunday. It's going to be a fun day filled with soccer. Hell yeah! So, well, you got anything else for our good listeners, my friend? No, man, just the bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> well thank y'all so much for listening orange eric thank you again for leaving your five star rating and your review if you want to go ahead and leave a five star rating and review like eric did go ahead and do so on apple Podcasts, or you can leave a rating on spotify i think as well make sure you follow us on twitter while it still exists and instagram at no other pod at dan Kuzer at jcmac 3 shoot us an email no other pod at gmail.com and uh, check us out on youtube at the kcsn soccer youtube page Until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. No, I'm Dan. He's Red Jimmy. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.